Hello, welcome to Kiara Gets Drunk and Talks About Music. Today we are talking about I Like It When You Sleep, for you are so beautiful yet so unaware of it, by the 1975, released in 2016 under the record label Dirty Hit. And my guest is Lauren. Hey. Hi, Lauren. (laughs) How's it going? Good. How are you doing? (laughs) Really good. Thank you so much for coming. Oh my God. Thank you for having me. I am like, I'm so excited for you to be here. Like you're like, you're on the pod. This is like a monumentous occasion. A monumentous momentous momentous yeah momentous. that's the one <laughs> i meant to say it's like a monumental there you occasion. go yeah, yeah, yeah it's monumentous it's that. that you're here i'm so excited to have you on Thank especially you so much. on the 1975 episode oh my gosh yes this is like a match made in heaven <laughs> and i mean like speaking of matches made in heaven like you and i how long have you and i known each other a couple years now uh yeah i would say so and we met through so former podcast natalie who's mm-hmm. done episode one and episode six she was our she's our mutual friend that's how you and i met she is indeed so yeah. like when was the first time you and i met was that like friends giving i was trying to think about um, it today. okay no i was actually thinking about this the other day i was at my place of work and we were at oh. like a patio party oh my god and that was a the certain time. band was playing <laughs> we will not name no no uh, this certain band um oh my but god that was you you and natalie came in hot like I was working and then you guys were like, oh, we're going to come and see the band. Yes. And then sounds like, you sounds came like and saw the band. Like <laughs> we saw the band and we also like were not in like a really good state of mind. Like that was probably not the best first impression. Yeah, that you I know, I, completely... I think it was the best first impression. Perhaps. I totally forgot about mm-hmm. that. And yeah, then I think so Friendsgiving was... was like pretty soon after that. Okay. So it was yeah. like, I met you in the summer. We yep. had Friendsgiving. So yes. for our listeners, Natalie hosts Friendsgiving every year mm-hmm. um, in November to celebrate American Thanksgiving. And uh, that was when you and I met. You had made some beautiful dip that I remember like Oh my God, about. yes. I'm or, the sorry, dip queen. You were the dip queen, girl. <laughs> That's and all I can do, really. It is not all you can do. <laughs> Shut the front door. Like you are very talented in all respects, uh, including podcasting, which I know goodness. you're going to be a natural at today. Wowie. <laughs> So Here that, we oh go. my god! I can't believe I forgot about that story. That makes me so happy that you remembered that because I was literally like, I was like, yeah, it must have been friends giving. It's like that a weird sense. like fog. You're like, I think we just like we're always friends in a way, and then like, well, yeah, and I mean, like, it's yeah. funny because you and I like we hit it off pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Like we got along. Like I think you and I both were able to. I, I don't know how we both discovered how much we loved the 1975. I don't really know. Like it was definitely before I think the podcast had started. Like we oh, just yeah. kind of like we would talk about them, and I don't know if it was we both went to the concert maybe and maybe. like discussed that. And we were you've like, seen them multiple times it. as well. Yeah. I've seen yeah, them yeah. twice. Same. Okay. Yeah. So I bet you, you and I probably, we both went to the same shows and we just yeah. connected and we're like, yeah, I got like a soul sister vibe with you. Right? And we're like, yeah. we both love this band <laughs> and it's going to be amazing. My God, yeah. That crazy night at a, a Toronto restaurant clearly brought you here. <laughs> My gosh. And it worked. <laughs> it worked. And I'm so happy. So thank you so much for coming and making time on this beautiful Friday. My pleasure. I'm super pumped to have you here. Um, and I mean, I'm so so excited that you're here to talk about the 1975's second studio album (laughs) because it's such a big deal for me Mm -hmm. and I don't want to get too like worked up about it because I'm sure a couple more of these drinks and we're going to be super (laughs) super hyped on this album um but it's an album that I know means a lot to you it also means a lot to me so I'm so you're the perfect guest on on this episode I'm so excited (laughs) you know like you and I are obviously huge fans but there's people out there who maybe don't know who the 1975 is so before we get into talking about the album in detail I want to level set everybody give you guys a brief history on what's going on with the the 19 1975 and this is how they started so the 1975 they are a four-piece pop punk emo band they're from cheshire uk which i did not realize i always thought they were from manchester and then whoa me too no why was that a thing they're from like (laughs) wilmslow cheshire which was a town i actually visited when i was in england like did you really yes did not know that that's (laughs) where they're from did you know little did i know like i was googling it i was like cheshire i was like i think i've been there and it's like all these like very beautiful um black and white buildings and i'm googling it and i'm like i have been there i have photos of all of these buildings so that's where they're from that is very cool yeah man and they they met in high school they just started like jamming they like you know formed and they were like this is it this is going to be a thing and what i thought was super interesting is they took many first passes at what they wanted to be called they had many different band names before settling on the 1975 do tell so their first one was me and you versus them forever drawing six Big Sleep and Drive Like I Do, which they still kind of incorporate a little bit. Um, Honestly, always drawing six too sounds like a very cool. Like they they might have a song called that at some point. You know, I feel like they'll call an album like Forever Drawing Six. They need to. You know oh, sorry, I mean? yeah, Forever Drawing Six. Yeah, so, yeah. close enough. Like, oh, maybe it will I'm be. so sorry, Maddie. Please don't get mad at me. <laughs> 
like all these band like all of these band names i'm like these are all really good names like the 1975 is a great name too yeah but like but like as like work. first passes at a name like i feel like my first band name would be something so stupid like it would be like lauren and the literally <laughs> Lauren and Lolo the and the gals like <laughs> Lolo and the gals there it is I don't know what my band name would be there are some like I, I always thought that Kings of Leon was a really good band name that is a good band name I love that band name that's probably one of my favorite band names ever and like I love Foo Fighters too as a band name even though like Dave Grohl hates it and he was like it's the what wor-. he hates his own band name <laughs> did he not come up with it he did but he like now he hates it he's like it's the stupidest name in the world see but, I like, feel like I'd have a Dave Grohl complex and yeah be like I hate this band name now five years later Lolo and the like, gals what was I thinking it's like when Panic at the Disco took out the exclamation point do you remember that so there was a, I do not remember that there was a period of time so they started Panic exclamation point at the disco right and then they released, I don't know, like one or two albums. And then they took out the excla- exclamation point. And I remember because I was a hardcore what? fan, I went back into my <laughs> iTunes library and took the exclamation point out of all of the songs. No. Because oh I was like, I have God. to be like on par with what they're doing. I want to respect what Brendan Urie's wishes are. And then they put the, the exclamation back in. I was like, motherfucker. Like, He's creating so much work for me right now. He created so much work for my <laughs> iTunes library. They're really just like testing the fans, you know? Yeah. They were like, like how dedicated are yeah, you? Yeah. They're girl? weeding them out. They, they, they weeded out some people, but they kept me. I was still there. Anyways, that was a bit of a tangent. So. So had some had some first passes of the band mm-hmm. names settled settled on the 1975 but who are they who are these these four gentlemen My goodness well obviously there's matt healy maddie maddie our for those boy. of us who, who know him well <laughs> maddie our boy first name basis first name basis is maddie <laughs> uh so he's on vocals we have adam hahn on guitar ross mcdonald is their bassist and george daniels on drums and they've had a lot of great success especially in the uk they've got three brit awards under their belt including british group of the year and british album of the year and going back so they released a bunch of eps but their first full-length album was self-titled called the 1975 came out in 2013 girl the hits off this album sex chocolate oh robbers girls like I was, it hit hard that <laughs> slammed that album yeah. was huge so good um and so three years later like i was anxiously waiting for when they were going to release another Seriously. album and that's when they released i like it when you sleep or the full title obviously i like it when you sleep for you're so beautiful yet so unaware of it i feel like as the podcast goes on today we're gonna have to shorten it yeah just i like it when you sleep you, i like it when you, you know, sleep yeah nice clean. also i love that you have to like look at the page when you're saying it because you're like there's so many words to say. I just don't want to mess it up. Oh, like, of course. I don't no, want the, like, I do the exact same thing. Um, and some but. major singles off this album is too. They oh, released huge. six singles, I believe, in total. So mm-hmm. Love Me was their first one. And then Ugh, spelt U-G-H exclamation point, yep. or Ugh, however you want to <laughs> pronounce it. The Sound, Somebody Else, Change of Heart, and Loving Someone. All huge tunes, which we will get into talking to in a minute. Absolutely. And the album itself has been one of their most, uh, well, most critically acclaimed albums. It debuted at number one in Australia and New Zealand and Canada. And in the UK, it went platinum and it went gold in the u.s and complex enemy and the guardian all had the album on its short list of their top albums of 2016 that's amazing huge record oh my gosh but more of like a like definitely more indie than yeah mainstream yes yeah and that's like one of the things that i feel like i talk about what i kind of went back to with every track that i was like this is such a different sound for them but still very at its core 1975 absolutely 100 percent. oh i'm so excited to get into the get into the album (laughs) and i mean like Hey, I said it like two minutes ago and I'll say it again. We love this album. We and love it. <laughs> in the spirit of loving this album and in the spirit of songs like Love Me and Loving Someone, we're drinking something called a Love Potion, which is a cocktail I've never had before. Me neither. But it's delicious. Yeah. And I would highly recommend if you want to drink along with us, you know, maybe don't drink it alone because it's a love potion. Like have, mm-hmm. have someone you love in the room. So like I love Lauren. Lauren is here. Oh, girl. Just, I know, love like, you too. <laughs> don't fall in love with me. Like oh let's gosh. just set some ground rules. But... <laughs> There's boundaries. There's boundaries on this podcast. Um, but if you want to make a couple servings of this drink for yourself, it's super easy. You need two shots of vodka, two shots of peach schnapps, and a cup of grapefruit juice. Shake that all in a shaker. Throw it in a glass. Throw some ice in there. Throw some strawberries in there to garnish. It looks Man. really pretty. Yeah, you're good to go. It's a good like Valentine's Day drink. It's a good just like Ooh, Friday night drink. Yeah. You can always use some love, you know? You could always use some love. Mm-hmm. Well said, Lauren. Well said. I think we're ready to start talking about I Like It When You Sleep. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. I was born ready. I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. Okay. So your relationship with the 1975. Yes. How did you start listening to them in the first place? I was trying to figure this out and I'm not 100% sure on the origin, but I can like have this very distinct memory of me in my third year room at university listening to girls. And I was like absolutely bopping. I think that's kind of where my love started for them. And so that was like beginning of third year. And then into my second semester of third year, I actually went to England for an exchange. I went to England for an exchange too. Hello? Where were you? I (laughs) I went to Birmingham. I was in Leeds. What? Hello? How do we not know 
this? <laughs> I don't know. Literally soul sisters. Soul sisters. Man. <laughs> Sorry, continue. But once you're over there, like they're played on the radio all the time. And they're I was huge. like, oh my God. Like I didn't realize how many good songs that they had. And so yeah, my love just kind of developed for them. And then same thing. I was like eagerly awaiting another album. And then when it came out, I was like, oh my God, what are we doing here? So different. And I was like, where are we going, boys? What's happening Am here? Am I going to like this? Yeah, I was scared. I will admit it. I mean, me too. it grew on me. 100. I love, love me now. But the first time I heard it, I was like, do I not like the 1975? Like, it was like a Has weird moment. Has everything been a lie? Yeah, exactly. Life? Yeah. It's just like grown from there. And they're like, when people ask me what my favorite band is, like, no question. The 1975. I'm the exact same. Yeah. Yeah, girl, I'm the exact same. They yeah. are 100% my favorite band mm-hmm. of all time. This, I, So I had kind of like a similar experience. I discovered them actually on Tumblr. Ooh. When I was like huge into the Tumblr, like deep cut Tumblr. Like Amazing. that was where I found all my music. So 2013. So that would have put me like, yeah, like first year, second year university. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Um, and same thing. I have memories listening in my room to like to girls to sex to chocolate to settle down and heart out and all oh my of that gosh, yes they quickly grew in terms of like my top out like or sorry my top bands they quickly hit the top of the list there mm-hmm. and since i've known them like i i mean like i have a fucking like 1975 tattoo like i yeah like I'm a you're in deep committed. <laughs> like i'm in literally deep. um and this record too, like this is the one where anybody who's like, hey, I need some new music to listen to. What can you recommend? This is the first album I recommend. 100%. Because typically like, I mean, they, they are less known in North America. They're still huge. Like they're still a huge band, but mm-hmm. I feel like they're not, they're not as mainstream as like the, the only example coming to mind is like someone like Billie Eilish. You know what I mean? Like yeah. who's yeah. globally known, like mm-hmm. they're still kind of indie, but like yeah. they can sell a stadium if in Toronto, if they wanted to, you know, easily. So this is the first album I recommend to anybody. And usually people are like, I have no idea who these people are yeah no idea what this music is gonna be but then they end up loving it because it's just it's so groovy and it's so good it's so groovy that is such a good word for it like I feel like before I found them I had a very eclectic music I mean I still have an eclectic music taste I guess but I didn't really have a direction with it I had like a very weird like folk and then also just classical music That's my music taste. That's quite the mix. Okay. Yeah, I know. I was like a hard band nerd. So like it it What did you play in band? Oh, I played flute and piccolo, girl. Yeah, you did. (laughs) I love it. Lauren Lauren and the piccolos. That's it. Band name. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, But yeah, once I found the 1975, it was actually pretty soon after kind of falling in love with Bonnie Vare as well. It was just like such a seamless like integration they kind of had that same synthy vibe and like kind of indie feel that Bonnie Vare had but then they kind of fit into that like funk and it was like a pocket that I didn't realize that I needed to fill and then they showed up and I was like boys this is it this is it this is what I needed all along absolutely and then they are they're my favorite band. Oh yeah. They, <laughs> I think that's a really good way to describe them too, because there was like a gap in, there was this gap between like pop and emo and electronic and yes. folk, but they felt, you're right. They filled this void in the market where I'm like me as a big emo kid, like I could appreciate this, but mm. you as a fan of classical and folk could, could also appreciate yeah. this. And then there's people who like, like I had a lot of my guy friends from high school love the 1975 because they're into more like electronic and they yeah. do so like, like samples and, and electronic vibes and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So it is a band that's like, like very mass, but in like an indie pocket way, yeah, which is really, really, really cool. Very cool. For, for people who are like um, super dedicated fans too, they know that like Matt Healy struggled a lot with addiction mm-hmm. and this was like the album where he actually like went ham and he was very honest about what addiction was like. And yeah. there's examples in a lot of the songs of uh, going from, you know, just smoking weed to using cocaine to heroin. Like he went, he went down the rabbit hole of drug use and I think this was the album where it was kind of him explaining like this is when things were at their worst and their album since then so a brief inquiry into online relationships which came out is kind of him you know on the other side now Mm -hmm. like he went through it like I like it when you sleep is like him going through it brief inquiry is like him out of it yeah we've got um uh what's the new one gonna be called again oh no it's not a conditional form yeah no, it's not conditional form, which yeah. is going to be coming out sometime probably in the next couple of years. Yeah. And that I'm curious to see what brings there because there's an Seriously. era. There's eras that they've divided themselves into now, right? Yeah. I am so pumped to, to hear some of the songs you love. I'm so excited to hear some of the songs that maybe you want to skip and just talk about the album in general. And like, literally this podcast isn't going to go on for hours because literally. like I could talk for hours about this album. Y'all so better get comfy. Get comfy. <laughs> settle in. Pour a drink. Pull up a chair. We're going to do it. Are you ready, Lauren? I'm ready. Okay, Lauren, so let's start with the positive. 
Okay. Let's start with the songs that we really love to listen to, the songs that we want to listen to over and over again. What's the first song you love off this record? Okay. It was between two. Okay. But I think the one that came out on top is The Sound. That's my first one, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yay. Huge. Amazing. Huge so what is it that you like <laughs> about this song? Um, it's just, like, such a good pump-up jam. And, like, the way the intro comes in, like, it just, like, builds and builds and builds. And I'm just, like, kind of, like, getting my dance moves going. And I'm, like, yes. Like, as soon as, like, it comes in, like, I'm jumping. Like, yeah. I'm having so much fun. And it was the one, I think, that when they were all coming out, it was near the summer, question mark, I think. I, I feel like I remember listening to this in the summer. I yeah. think that makes sense. But I think it's it's one of the ones that made it onto my, like, summer jams playlist. And so, like, it fit in there. Like, it was, like, it was at all the pool parties. It was at all the pre-drinks. Like, it went through that summer with me. It was a fun time. So I feel like that has, like, a very special fun place in my heart. And so, like, if I flip to the album and I, like, want to start with something, it's usually on a very high note. And I'm, like, I want to start with this. It's such, like, I... I, I wrote, I can't even so hard with this song. Literally. <laughs> like, <laughs> as soon as, you're, you're right though, as soon as I hear it, like I hear the kind of like rhythm coming in and like I hear the, and I know when you're around cause I know the sound, I know the sound of your heart. Like I just <laughs> lose it. And what it's I love so too, good. like I also love, I'm a big music video person. So in singles like this too, where um, th- this was I think like the third or fourth single off the record, something like that. And I remember watching the music video and it was them addressing to their critics, like we do not give a fuck what you yeah. have to say <laughs> and they had quotes from all these like magazines like you know like rolling stone and enemy and like people who would kind of shit on them yeah they put the quotes like in the music video and they were like, like right up front and center yeah and they like say things like oh they think they have a charismatic lead singer like they are incorrect <laughs> like they put all these like in the music video oh my gosh yeah like it was it went like hard but they were just like oh. you know what like they don't care They're they like, don't care i don't give a shit no and that's amazing i think that shows love like that. a great deal of resiliency in this band so Seriously. love the music video love the song Mm-hmm. hearing this song live was oh my so god fun yeah like so the last time we saw them you and i saw them at budweiser stage yes this past summer mm-hmm. so in june yeah and i think this might have been their closer i'm not actually sure i feel like it was near the end of their set that they played it because i wasn't sure if they were actually going to play it because i'm like yeah. they're mostly playing the brief inquiries the record but um i was hoping i was like please I know. please play this out because <laughs> it just makes me want to jump yeah. and dance and like have a good time <laughs> and it's just oh it's so great what i also really like is i like to dive into the lyrics and i like to really take a look at mm-hmm. what they are and there are some complicated lyrics in this. Yeah. And I can really appreciate it because there's one part where he says, it's not about reciprocation. It's just all about me. A sycophantic, prophetic, Socra- Socratic junkie wannabe. Oh my God. And I'm like, I can barely say those words like in a, <laughs> in a sentence and you're putting them in a song. Yeah. In like using them in an intelligent, yeah. like self-deprecating way. And like, I have to like Google every single one. I'm like, what is sycophantic? What is Socratic? Can like, you tell I, me what sycophantic is? I can't. I don't remember. <laughs> But what's amazing is in a song that like gets us so pumped up that there's like this deep rooted lyricism in there too. Because I think what I keep coming back to about the 1975 is a lot of their music is typically like more um, depressing for lack of a better word. Lyrics cloaked in really groovy rhythms. Yeah. 100%. Where you don't necessarily realize that they're sad songs or that they're like, like hard subjects basically. Yeah. And you're like bopping along and like singing the words and then you kind of like stop bopping and you're like oh (laughs) you like realize what's coming out of your mouth and you're like oh wow that's um that's rough that's heavy especially for him like it's a very personal experience absolutely and yet he's like having fun with it you know like he has fun when he's when he plays this live like he's up there dancing with everybody else right but yeah it's it's rooted in in tough times yeah and it's just but you gotta dance it out sometimes seriously sometimes you gotta dance it out man and that's just how it works it's just how it works and that's what i think about this song too so i'm so happy you brought this one up first it is just so good it's it's huge this song is massive this song is like (laughs) it's monumentous if you will monumentous monumentous I also so one of the first ones that I wanted to talk about was the 1975 intro song yes because oh my god this is like the cult of the 1975 like as soon yeah. as you hear the like go down yeah like everybody's like stops what they're doing it's like I imagine all the people who love the 1975 like stop what they're doing in the world and they're like <laughs> look off in the distance it's like, like a dog whistle but like only we can hear it yeah, like, like literally <laughs> Because, so they have different versions of this on their first three records, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. I think the version of the intro that's on this album is probably my favorite. Out I would agree. The three. Yeah. I, I love that they were able to set, like they set up what you're about to hear. Oh my God. Yes. Because I actually, for the longest time, didn't realize that there were two different self-titled tracks. I didn't put that together until I'd kind of like 
gone back and listened to the whole album and I was like wait a minute this is a different the 1975 than I'm used to like it just it brings in that new like I don't know the first album they're very still kind of angsty yeah I think more emo more emo more like punk pop and then they are kind of like morphing into this more like synthy punk pop and they're like bringing in those like really cool new sounds and like but with the same lyrics yeah which was unreal yeah and then they also they had like a more um deep like vocal track on it as well like they had yes. more layers there like was there like, was a whole there was bunch like a of harmony element of it yeah, exactly yeah yeah. yeah yeah which i think they bring back in a lot of the songs on this album i get goosebumps every time i listen to this when they say like step into your skin i'd rather jump in your bones oh my i'm like gosh. you literally just gave me chills yeah. <laughs> it's so like i think i tweeted about it once like back in like 2013 when i was listening and i was like this is the, this is the way you should open an album oh like me God. like in 2013 like fucking like 19 like, years yes. old <laughs> I was like, I know music and this is music. Guys, this is it. It's so good. I, I love it. And it's, it's so, so quick, good. right? Like it's like a minute long or yeah. something like that. But it has this impact that I really, really, really It's love. an amazing intro. And like it honestly is kind of like a piece of poetry to me. Like those totally. lyrics are powerful. Maddie, I get it. Maddie. <laughs> Maddie Healy, so cool. directly, I understand. I understand. Thank you. Will you marry me? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I'll take that maybe. Oh my God. Amazing. Okay. What's another one you like, Lauren? Um, I love, so the other one that I was kind of like going back and forth between number one is Ugg. But what I've recently learned is the band themselves say UGH. They do? Yeah. They don't say Ugg. Oh, they, that's they awkward. They go UGH. I always would, I would always be like, yeah, me I want to listen to Ugg. Me too. I was yeah. literally, I was just talking to my friend the other day about it and she was like, oh, I heard them talk about it on like a podcast or something and they were like UGH and I was like. Oh my god! My life is a lie. <laughs> that's so bad. We're, we were like, yeah, we're huge fans, and then we we're oh my god. Well, no, it. like I like I think that's like such like a deep cut. Like you hear them talk about it like one time. Okay. Like I don't think they'd spell it in all caps with an exclamation point and only call it UGH. I don't. I don't know if it was like. But you maybe know? it's kind of like um, because it's in all caps. Maybe it's an abbreviation for something. Oh, do you know what I mean? I didn't like, even think of that. Maybe it means like underground Healy whoa or something whoa you know what i mean <laughs> yeah or like new fan account underground healing <laughs> underground healing <laughs> Ugh. that's the next tattoo underground healing there it that's is the next one wow i love that so what is it that you <laughs> what is it that you like about this one um just the opening riffs this is so good and it's so like quintessentially 1975 yeah it's so them and i have heard them talk a little bit about this like this chord not progression but just kind of like chord harmony that they use in a lot of things and it's like a geck like it's like a very like hard noise but it's yeah. like a first and a fifth harmony okay all the time and, and that's they were in like song yeah it's yeah. in this song a lot and they're like when you hear that that's 1975 i listened to a whole podcast on like their creative process and essentially um george who if you have never heard him talk has the lowest voice i have never heard I've him talk ever heard he is a deep deep baritone baby like interesting yeah baritone baby <laughs> Like it I've is. I've never heard him talk. He almost sounds like Benedict Cumberbatch. What? Maybe an octave lower. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Essentially, like George will go, he'll like create a beat and just like bring it to Maddie, and Maddie will just like scat over top of it. And then he like goes from there and then like writes the full lyrics of the song. Oh, I just but love yeah, it so much. Listeners, go listen to George talk. It's a treat. That'll be that'll be everybody's <laughs> homework is just Google George Daniel and look for opportunities where he speaks in interviews. It's amazing. I'm I'm gonna do that after we <laughs> log off. Like now I want to hear his voice. Right. Um this was also on my list of songs that I love. Mm-hmm. I thought it was super catchy. This is a hundred percent about his addiction. Because I always thought when I was first listening to it, I thought it was about like a girl or like a person. Same. Because it's like <laughs> you're the only thing going on in my mind, taking mm-hmm. over my life a second time. I was like, oh, maybe it's an old girlfriend, like a past yeah, flame. Yeah, coming back. But he's like, it's about cocaine, man. Like he's like, yeah, (laughs) it's kind of, so it kind of, for me was reminiscent of when the weekend came out with can't feel my face because can't feel my face is about cocaine. It's not about a person. And I think everybody sings it being like, Oh, I can't feel my face when I'm with you. I love you so much. I'm like, no, it's about drugs. Like it's about drugs. Guys, that doesn't even make sense. (laughs) Come on. But it's because like you can kind of get away with it a little bit. And And I think you make it into like what you kind of need it to be. Exactly. And that's the beauty of music, right? Is that you can interpret it in different ways. Mm -hmm. So I love the song. I think again, he was able to take something that was really, really tough, turn it into a bop. And it's a great A bop at at that. So good. Honestly, that's why like I struggled to choose my number one between this one and the sound. 
because they didn't play this the last time we saw them i don't they played it i remember when i saw them at the acc on this tour like on the i like it when you sleep tour they played it but i don't think they played it on the most recent one i don't think so and i actually i missed the acc tour because (gasps) it was my best friend's birthday and even though i had a ticket i'm a really good friend you are the best friend (laughs) i didn't go wow that's that's commitment i know that is commitment. You are a great friend Thank to me and so to much. all of your other friends. <laughs> I want to talk about Love Me. I remember hating it. Yeah. I remember, so BBC Radio 1, like, introduced, it was, like, Return of the 1975. is this whole thing. I, like, was online, like, listening to it, and they, like, listened to the whole radio interview, and they're like, okay, like, here it is. Like, Love Me, 1975, new album, yeah. coming out, whatever. I hear, like, the guitar riff, they're like, Yeah. And I was like, what? Like, what Hello? Like, what? This is not chocolate. I think you put the wrong track on. I was... I was like flipping my lid. I was like, what is happening? Who are these people? And then it completely grew on me. And I think a lot of the reason too why it grew on me was because I'm a really big David Bowie fan. This song to me is from from a from a rhythm perspective and from a lyrics perspective, it's Fame by David Bowie. Do you know oh, the song Fame? Yeah. Because Oh my song, god. In the song Fame, like if you actually like were to compare them like side by side or listen to one after the other, they're very similar That's sounding. Crazy. They have similar guitar riffs. It's a similar groove. And Ooh. even like the lyrics, like this is a dialogue on front men this is a dialogue on being famous and you know living in excess and self-indulgence and being that like really Mm -hmm. like he he says it about himself like he's kind of making fun of himself in this whole thing because like when he performs in shows especially when they were just coming out and they were doing club shows and stuff like yeah he was up there in the front shirt off like sweaty like girls just like fawning over him like he's making fun of himself in that regard too (laughs) yeah and David Bowie's song was a commentary on fame and also on like the price of fame and the things that you're going to miss. So like in fame, oh my goodness. David Bowie says like, you know, like fame, what you like is in the limo, like fame, what you get is no tomorrow. Like he's warning people about fame. And I think this song does that too. So it definitely grew on me. Yeah. I also like to, we had also talked about common themes within, uh, all across all of their records. Yeah. And he says, he says, what a shame, but I wrote this in my notes, but I'm like, where does he say that in this song? <laughs> oh, um, what a sh- what a shame for a pain caught up in fashion Car- yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah okay so he does say it at some point but that also comes up in she's american where he says yes. like oh what a letdown a shame i think you might die and then yeah. in their new record or their most recent record in sincerity is scary where mm-hmm. it's like you lack substance when you say something like oh what a shame it's just a self-referential way stops you having to be human like they, they use that what a shame like constantly <laughs> do i think it's a great song and i think it's, it's i think so it's fun. funny too I think it is funny. funny i like i honestly haven't seen the music video for it but i've seen like gifs from the music video they like put like ed sheeran and like this like miley cyrus yeah yeah yeah. like they call people out and i remember hearing people being like you shouldn't do that kind of thing but it's like no like they're being self-deprecating like for everybody we all feed into this so hard (laughs) absolutely Yeah, yeah, it's, it was it's, very cool. I would highly recommend you watch the music video. The music video is hilarious because he's like, in a, they're like all in a hot tub. They're like drinking champagne and Maddie's got like this crazy like eyeliner. He's wearing lipstick. Oh my God, he's yes. like got leather pants on. <laughs> like it's just, it's great. Like it's, it's a great song. There's a part in this song where they go like, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> so good in the music video when he says it he just goes stone cold and completely like serious face and he's like i love that what's another one you like one that i really loved and i feel like i kind of forget about it when i'm not listening to the full album is a change of heart okay you and i have the exact same list in the exact same order my that's my next that's wild that's crazy i love a change of heart it's so sincere i think he's just being so honest and like you said like this album was all about being open and honest and really just like tackling the hard things. But I feel like this one, it kind of was an homage to some of their older stuff as well. Like he was bringing back a lot of lyrics from the first album. Like he mentions, like used to have a face straight out of magazine from um, from robbers yeah, yeah, like yeah. opening line she of robbers and i was like magazine. whoa okay like it's just like creating this like timeline of like robbers that was like they were in love yeah. like love was there and then just kind of having that like disillusion with love and like yeah you know and now he's like it's they've the fallen out of it yeah mm-hmm. he had a change of heart he mentions winding my way out of the city i think is yes yeah yeah is that and then in, finding a girl who's equally pretty yeah. yeah like i kind of took that as like 
you know, like the city, like the song from the first album is all about going to the city to find love. And so like, that's kind of just like a really cool image of him leaving the city, like leaving love. Yeah. This is, uh, this is one of my favorite songs on the record too. Mm -hmm. Like I was literally like, my heart can't take this song. Seriously. (laughs) Um, My favorite part to sing is where she, um, there's a a line where he goes, um, like, and she said, I've been so worried about you lately. You look shit and you smell a bit. Yeah. Like, I just, I think it's, to your point, it's a very honest song. And he, he's very open about how difficult things were for him. Like, he's Mm -hmm. like, I just sat in self-pity and cried in the car. Like, he's vulnerable enough to admit to things that maybe aren't, um super masculine or yeah. like you know super cool to admit but like mm-hmm. he was just like no i'm just laying it all on the line and i love too there's a part in the song where it kind of goes instrumental for a little bit yeah and then uh like it comes back and they go back to like i just had a change of yeah. heart and there's this amazing video again that i found from tumblr back when i was in university love and tumblr that. was my life <laughs> it was a video of him performing and someone in the crowd had given him a bouquet of roses and so he's performing this song and he's holding the roses and then the instrumental part goes and so he's kind of like he's got his glass of wine and he's kind <laughs> of like course. walking to the back of the stage with the flowers and the guitar part and then there's kind of like this like swooping noise where all of a sudden it comes back to the to the chorus and as that swooping noise is kind of playing he throws the bouquet up and all Whoa. the roses go everywhere <gasps> that's so cool and i just thought like that's what i think of every time i hear this oh, song i think it's so special. a really cool video it's so special that's so cool it's just it hurts, but it's like, again, like there's just, it's got like, it's such a good like beat where Seriously, I just want to yeah, sing and that dance. That kind of like groove to it and you just yeah. like bopping your head along and then you're like, oh, he's not in love anymore. <laughs> like his heart is broken Literally. and yet it's like yeah. time to dance. Yeah. Like, <laughs> even like, I kind of got the vibe that like, I don't know if it was a bit of maybe an abusive situation. Like it, she's the part about like her like smashing a glass or something. Like yeah. I'm like it feels like it got a little violent or something or like it's talking about the like dichotomy of a person. So like whoever he's talking about clearly was maybe not the most um, stable or uh, predictable yeah. person too. Cause he was like, you said like you smashed the glass into pieces or whatever. And then he's like, your eyes were full of regret. And then you took a picture of your salad and you put it on yeah. the internet. Oh my like, God. Yeah. People going like back and forth. It was probably a toxic relationship. And mm-hmm. so he did, he had a change of heart and he was like, this isn't what I need right now. So yeah. I need to leave it. But first we got to jam out a little bit. <laughs> That's kind of how <laughs> I imagine this going. Seriously. Okay, let's talk about If I Believe You. Ooh, okay. Is that on your love list? Um, or is it on your it's like a, neutral? It's a little further down the list. It's not a, yeah, okay. I would say neutral. Okay. I'd say neutral. What do you love about it? Um, I wrote down this song is everything. <laughs> so I love it. You do. It is high on my love list. I think because it's a very relatable song. Mm-hmm. So obviously this song is very pointedly about religion mm-hmm. and Maddie losing faith in something and trying to find, in, his, in this case, God. But I think you could relate it to finding, just, just losing faith in humanity, losing faith in yourself, losing faith in another True. person and trying to find that. He says, I ha- he said, I had a revelation. And then there's a part where the chorus comes in and it goes like, oh, ah. yeah. <laughs> and every time that part gives me chills because I remember seeing it live and I remember him introducing the song being like, this is more of a tougher song. He's like, it's song about jesus he was like you know like it's a heavier subject and like not everybody that's i think that's brave to write a song so pointedly about religion well yeah clearly Um, something that he struggles with as well oh absolutely and like again like like who doesn't like it's it's a very common thing but seeing that one part live where like you just it's like you're testifying like you're just like everybody's in that moment together literally the evangelist literally (laughs) the evangelist and i think it's tough too for him because he's like asking like he's like i'm open to this like i'm open to faith i'm open to believing but like Mm -hmm. he questions if there is a god in general and if there is he's like then why did you make me like this like if you're the one who made my body why'd you make me an atheist and just to hear him say like if i believe you will that make it stop like he's he's in pain and obviously we know this is a tough time in his life that part like tears at my heart like it's just like he's in desperation he is it's a it's desperation is a great way i think to describe this song too but then obviously then it goes in and there's like hot sax like saxophone comes in oh my god yes and i'm like who gave you the right to put sax in this song like yeah it's such a well-rounded tune for me it's definitely one of my favorite 1975 songs ever see the first time that i heard it it was one of those things that it came on and i was like this is like almost sensual like this would be an amazing like slow dance you're like right. with the person you love kind of thing but then it was another one that I was like oh I'm actually listening to the lyrics now yikes yikes <laughs> it's beautiful like that's why it's like I don't not love it because I can 
just musically, I'm like, I think it's really, really gorgeous. But I don't know. It just wasn't one that like super resonated with me. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I think this is where her soul sister relationship. I'm comes so sorry. To an end. Should I leave? I, I don't know the what door. to do. <laughs> okay. So it's a neutral for you. Hit me with another one you love. Ooh, I love somebody else. Me too. Yay. That's on my list too as well. I feel like this one's like coming right off of a change of heart where he's like, we done. Goodbye. Yeah. And then is like seeing them with somebody else. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. Wait, (laughs) my feelings. Yeah. I still have these residual things called feelings. Yes. It's one of those things that people have a hard time voicing it because you're like, I know how ridiculous I sound that I'm like, I don't want you back, but I also don't want you to be with anybody. Yes. (laughs) And I feel like everybody has felt that, but like everyone has a brain and knows that that's like, you can't say that to somebody. No, you can't have your cake and eat it too. (laughs) Exactly. Oh my God. Be with the person or not be with the person. Yeah. So like to have this in song form, it's just so nice. Having the, having the courage to break up with somebody when things aren't working, like that's, that takes a lot, but it's not like those feelings are just shut off and you don't care about that person anymore. It's never going to be easy. No. Even no matter, no no. (laughs) no matter how much time has passed, like there are still people who probably like are married and have kids and have families and you get that little tinge of like, Hmm. Oh, Oh, (laughs) I also dated this person and now somebody else Mm. is dating them and I don't know how I feel about it. Like, yeah, it's, it's jealousy too. I think a lot of it. Oh, huge. And at least like he was, again, self-aware enough to know like this relationship is over, like things have to end. Yeah. But like maybe like hold off on dating anybody until yeah. I'm ready like, <laughs> or wait at least until I have somebody like nobody exactly. wants to be, nobody wants to be the second no. to get a you, new You have to win boyfriend. the breakup. You have, you to, have win. to win the breakup. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But it's such a, you're right. It's such like an easy lyric where he's like, I don't want your body, but I hate to think about you as somebody else. Yeah. Like that's, it's so plain simple. and simple, plain yeah. and simple. One of my favorite parts of this song is I have like a tendency, especially when people say fuck in songs, I am like a middle finger waver. So like in shows, like at concerts, if there's ever a, an opportunity for me to put my middle finger up, I will do it. Yes. So in the bridge, I believe where he goes like, get someone you love, get someone, someone you need, fuck that, get money. Yeah. <laughs> That was the love. Part. I went like full Jonathan Van Ness at the concert. I was like, yes, bitch. Like you don't fuck that yeah. get money. It's <laughs> like, I don't need a man. I'm going to make money. Like I was Hell just, yeah. Yeah. I, I love that part. That's probably, that's one of my favorite parts mm-hmm. to sing out of the entire record. He took something that was painful. He took something that made him so sad yeah. and it makes me want to wave my middle finger in the yeah. air. Like, hello. Like that is the power of this band. I feel like, like that's musical therapy at its finest. Like he Indeed. is working through stuff. By writing these songs, I feel like, you know, I love, I love that I can understand exactly where he's coming from. Yeah. And it's so easy to understand. And you've had like such a different life experience than he's had. And yet you can still connect on such a deep level. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think we can get like a refill and then uh, maybe keep going on some of the songs that we like? That sounds like a very good idea. Okay. Let's take a break. Let's get refills and we'll come right back. Perfect. Okay, we have refilled our love potion. We're ready to keep talking about songs that we love. So fitting. Mm-hmm. I just that realized. Is so as I said fitting. Love. <laughs> Do we need to get like a hate potion for like. Oh my God. <laughs> I bet you there is something called a hate potion if we Googled it. It probably has a lot of Jaeger and tequila and lemon juice. I don't know. Lemon something juice. terrible. They're like milk. Can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine if you came in today and I was like, hey, Lauren, we're making hate potion and it's Jaeger, tequila, <laughs> lemon, and milk? And you'd be like, why did I agree I'd to cry. This? Um, okay, so it is my turn to talk about another song that I love. Mm. I want to switch things over to the instrumental side and talk about please be naked usually i'm uh i I skip the instrumentals especially if i'm like driving or like i'm like doing things around the the condo like i just kind of like i want to sing so like i'll skip the instrumentals but like when i saw them play this live when i saw them the first time so at the acc i was kind of hoping they weren't going to play instrumentals yeah and then they played this and i was like like it changed everything it changed everything for me because they use like a lot of like screens and a lot of like visual aids in their concerts, right? Yeah. So it was just like this like water kind of background. And now it's like, and it's, it was just very serene. It was very calming. And both Mm -hmm. my, my friend Bonnie, who came with me to the show, we were both just like sitting in our seats being like, what? Like it's like mesmerized now, (laughs) like literally like lost it. Like I thought it was so good. So now I don't skip this song and I really do love it. It it would be a good introduction to people to, to, sorry, it would be a good introduction to somebody who doesn't know who the 1975 is. I'm like, this is also something they're capable of doing, which is making these like masterful, like, okay. You watch the office, right? Yeah. You know how Gabe like makes like soundscapes. Yeah. Soundscapes. Literally. (laughs) That's what I, (laughs) 
He's this like, is the desert. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think of because I'm like, it's oh a my soundscape. God. He's like, picture like just like one moment of sound that can like last like the like the entirety of like the human universe. And I just like Seriously. that's what I think of. It's a soundscape. Please be it naked. Is. It is a soundscape. Okay. See, I also thought it was a soundscape. Hello, Soul Sister. We're back. But I took it in a much different direction. AKA, okay. I don't want to listen to a soundscape. <laughs> Interesting. So you but, hate it? Okay. It's not that I don't like it. I think I just haven't had the right experience with it. And okay. I think that if I had seen it live, because I didn't get to go to that ACC concert, because I'm a good friend, I think it would have changed everything. And I think it also came in the wake of that there's quite a few soundscapey songs oh, on this like album. Oh, three instrumentals on yeah. this album. Yeah. And yeah, I yeah. think that that kind of threw me because there's other ones on there that I like more. Oh, see, this was my favorite mm-hmm. instrumental. I I could imagine that I might like it more if I have kind of like a context for it. Are you guys trying to like convey something? Like, is there some sort of story within this soundscape mm-hmm. <laughs> that might give it a bit more meaning to me personally? That's fair. You is know? that why maybe you like the other ones or maybe not that you like them more, but you're, mm-hmm. you're more like inclined to them because there's a little bit of lyricism in them. And I, I think Whereas that's this exactly one has no it. Lyrics. Yeah, I, I think that's you. exactly what it is. What is another one that you like? She's American. Ooh, okay. So that for me is a neutral. Ooh, so, okay. So like convince me. Okay, okay. This is one that took me a while to love because the way that it started and like I might be making a bad comparison, but it's, what's the song? There's like a, a Michael Jackson song that's like very storytelling, like kind of like. Billie Jean? Yes, yeah. Oh, Billie okay. Jean. Yeah, oh my God. Okay. <laughs> yes. Perfect. So it reminded me of that like in the beginning and I was like, what is this vibe that they're doing? But then the lyrics got me it's so cool and like there's this one part where they're like um don't fall in love with the moment and think you're in love, love with, with the, the girl. girl and i was just like wise words oh maddie and i kind of came across that that's actually a tweet from like years ago like he's been holding on to that like he tweeted it yeah really yeah so it's like something that's like been like in his mind like stewing and kind of like making itself into this idea and I think he finally found like the perfect song to put it into and I was like sure that's very cool and then I think what sold me is that at the concert that we were both at at Bud stage yeah before he sang the song he said don't worry Canada this isn't for you you. yeah it's not about you and I was like (gasps) when he said that I was like oh he just made it like so much more personal for me I do definitely do not hate this song Um, there's definitely songs I like more I think to agree with you I definitely appreciate the lyrics in this like I think it was so clever to talk about like somebody who's from North America and how they perceive people from the UK mm-hmm. but when he says if she likes it because we just don't eat and we're so intelligent she's American and then like how the the British accent can make people think you're smarter than they are 100 percent. or That's makes an actual makes psychological thing it's a psychological <laughs> thing so yeah. it's like yeah she likes us because we just don't eat we're so intelligent if she says i gotta fix my teeth like i think like austin powers Huge. like where he's got yes. like the groovy baby like, groovy baby <laughs> darling like I, do i make you randy yeah <laughs> That's my Austin Powers impression. Um, flawless. So the next one I kind of wanted to talk about was loving someone. I don't really have notes in terms of like, like, yes, this, I think the composition of the song, the rhythm of the song, yeah. everything is fantastic. For me, this is like the lyrics. So I do just want to read these lyrics out because they're so complicated and they move so fast in the song that like mm-hmm. when I was trying, like I remember listening to it and learning them and then like I wasn't even like paying attention to like the words I was saying because I just knew them like off. You're just like phonetically like I got to get this down. Yeah, I yeah. got it down or whatever. But like if you actually listen so there's a part where he says we're all human we're just like you man we're sentient or something or other i can't remember whatever we shouldn't have people afloat if it was safer on the ground we wouldn't be on a boat charlatan telepathy exploiting insecurity and preying on the purity of grief and its simplicity but i know that maybe i'm too skeptical even guy debor needed spectacles it's wow it's a lot of <laughs> a lot of syllables in that like that's just one oh my God. brief part of yeah the lyrics. i can literally picture exactly where that is who uses like what like the word sentient or charlatan or like that's that's something that i really admire in artists i find that um somebody like city in color is really good at that good at yeah. doing that as oh well my God, yeah i think this song was lost on me because i haven't given it the time to like invested the time to learn those lyrics right like i think i get past the first part and i kind of like bop along and it's like a very like I do like the way his voice sounds when he's saying all those words, but I have no idea what he's saying. When I can't sing along to something, it kind of deters me a little bit because I'm like, I want to be able to participate too. Sure. I, I wish I'd heard that one live. I think that would have been time, really, girl. really cool. They'll come back. Guys, can you come back, please? <laughs> Matt? George? Maddie, I know you're avid listeners of this podcast. Please, please come back. 
<laughs> we speak a lot to the artists on this podcast and i know they're not listening but that's okay maybe one day we'll get there one day so um i will touch on nana okay so Maddie is was very close with his grandmother and losing his grandmother was very hard on him. This song is one of the best examples of why music is so important because he says, um, you know, it's like I got my pen and I thought that I'd write a melody for you. And I think this is how I make things feel all right. So he knows Aww. that me taking this experience is going to be cathartic for me and it's going to help me get through this experience, mm-hmm. but it's also going to help somebody else. And, you know, he's like, when I hear the crowd sing it, he's like, I'm going to think of you and I'm going to like move on from it. And like, that's, that's, that's what music is about. Gosh, yeah. That's huge. It's huge. My goodness. I love the line. That's if I live past 72, I hope I'm half half as cool as you. And I'm like, that like speaks volumes to what their relationship was. It's so humanizing. And you know that like everybody goes through this kind of thing and that instead of kind of shying away from people, like you should lean into it and really, you know, lean on each other like this, like he's giving you like a shared experience that you can really pull from what about you what do you got next Ooh, um i'm gonna go for she lays down so we're keeping on the side are we we're keeping on <laughs> we're the gonna side. stay on the side that was gonna be my next one anyway okay so perfect. amazing yeah <laughs> very cool to hear them do an acoustic song and especially being like the last song of the album i thought that was a very interesting choice for them because it's like I agree they they're coming off so many bops and so many like heavily synthed songs and then they slide in with an acoustic guitar no effects no, no band, effects it almost like Maddie. it does genuinely sound like he's recording in like a room it gives the impression that he just kind of sat down and was like all right hit record and like they just like hit started, record hit hit the button george and george is like i got you ready <laughs> and honestly it makes me wonder if the she and she lays down is like like is she a recurring character is she a fictional character like is she someone that's in his life so do you want me to like blow your mind a little please bit? do because i've okay. been wondering <laughs> okay so this song i didn't really know exactly who it was about i kind of had my own um assumptions mm-hmm. and it wasn't until i watched an er- interview with maddie when he talked about this Ooh. song so this is a song about his mom whoa so in in his mom suffered with um depression and she had a really really rough time especially after giving birth to him they're very close now and i think that's what he like the big point that he drove home in this interview where he was like people now who know how close i am to my mom and how much we love each other it's hard for them to recognize that like there was a period of time where she would lay on my bedroom floor outside my crib and try actively to love me because she just couldn't wow i think and honest and again vulnerable man like he let us have it he let us have it see i assumed when it was like the chemicals that um, make her laugh don't work anymore I assumed it was like cocaine wasn't doing it for her anymore kind of yeah, thing yeah, like yeah. I thought it was still like a girlfriend I thought it was like a drug addicted female in his life that was like more of a romantic connection yeah I didn't even think of the possibility of it being his mom yeah that's crazy man this honestly this album should just be called catharsis because like Literally. every single song is just him working through something yeah that's crazy i also i really love i don't know if they did it on purpose but that kind of like just the placement of of nana and then mom like in the songs that's yeah. really cool for me like i guess the way i'm thinking about it is like a party so you're yeah. gonna be going to a party like you've got like you know it starts off maybe a little bit kind of slow like introductory we mm-hmm. get there we build up we get to those bops we're having a time and then it's like 2 a.m and everybody's gone and it's like what are you and you're having those emotional about? conversations with people exactly mm. exactly so that's kind of how i perceived having those last two records i think it's very brave because a lot of people would assume that you need like a banger to close out this record really like go out with a bang yeah but i think they sealed it up really nicely by ending it with Mm. nana and then she lays down and yeah man like that's just him in the studio recording i think that i think it was a one take song i think it was just honestly that's what it sounds like yeah i love that i think that might end my like that is your before the neutrals you want to move on to maybe the the negatives perhaps oh i don't want to call them negative okay fine the less loves the less the the don't love as much Mm -hmm. gotcha okay Okay, we're gonna move on are there any songs on this record that you don't like yeah okay there are all right um paris would you agree is that or is it it more of a neutral yeah it was a neutral for me i could see why maybe it's not your favorite though it was just i was just bored because it was it seemed to me like another kind of like little bit of a breakup song but not as compelling as the other breakup songs like that not I've as, heard. Not as much as like Change of Heart or somebody else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So it just kind of fell flat for me. And it was just kind of like a, a plunky 
melody to it like you know it was just like <laughs> what was it like <laughs> it didn't capture my interest like melody wise or lyric wise so it's just kind of like that's sorry fair. paris i feel like i go back and forth with this one where i'm like sometimes i really want to listen to it sometimes i'm kind of like well I'll skip it like mm-hmm. it's just I, I would agree with everything you just said i don't think i have anything else to add to be honest with yeah. you like um, if the mood strikes you're like sure yeah. i'll listen to paris it was a less special song mm-hmm. for me for sure i like don't love this must be my dream yeah yeah it was <laughs> again like it's just kind of one that comes on and i'm like 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 i just don't listen to it like i just yeah. i don't know the words like it's actually the only no. 1975 song where i don't think i know the words to it i literally know like the opening like yeah and i was like okay and then just like the this <laughs> must it. be my dream yeah what a week before i found you yeah, i don't yeah. even know that part oh <laughs> you didn't get that far this must be my dream and then i just like bop <laughs> yeah but i it solidified it for me when maddie had said that he actually would never play this one live like it would almost be too difficult to play live to i guess capture the, the vibe Interesting. of it yeah but like i don't think anybody's gonna be mad about that no i don't think it's gonna be missed by anyone no, it's not like an antichrist situation where like everyone wants yeah. to hear antichrist and they never play I'm it also very curious about antichrist because i was trying to like find a concrete answer on why they won't play it i don't know i think they're just holding they, it over our heads for some reason yeah like yeah. there's like an actual reason that you don't i honestly think it's just them trying to like make us want it more oh and then like god. 10 years from Such now they're gonna play antichrist and we're oh all my gonna god. lose it <laughs> literally but this one i'm wait. not gonna lose it if they play it i'd be just like like again I don't hate it with the fire of a thousand suns. Like yeah. I, I just, I'm just kind of like, it comes on and I'm like, I'm in my car and I'm like, next. Yeah. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't love it. See, Like this one, even if they played it live, it'd be like, okay, this is the one that I go get a drink. Okay. So I, I honestly feel like that was it. We talked about literally every <laughs> single song on this record. That's wild. So at this point in the podcast, I mean, we're ready to kind of rate this album. Mm-hmm. So on Kiara Gets Drunk and Talks About Music, we rate our album out of five drinks of whatever we're drinking. So we've been enjoying our love potions throughout this evening. So Lauren, can you give me like your last kind of closing thoughts on the album? And then how many love potions out of five you would give? I like it when you sleep for you are so beautiful yet so unaware of it. Oh, what a mouthful. What a mouthful that was. <laughs> and I said it all and I don't think I stumbled. And that's no, impressive. you nailed it. And you made full <laughs> eye contact the full time you said that. <laughs> yes. Um, so I think this album represents just such a cool step forward for the band. Like, like you said, these boys have been making music since high school. Like they were little baby teens and they were picking up their guitars and drums and they were making music and they made their first album, which was incredible, amazing, undeniable. But this is a cool step towards like who they really are, I think, and really establishing themselves as the 1975. And so I really appreciate it as like a kind of, what's our word? Momentum? Momentous? Monumentous. (laughs) Monumentous. That's the one. A monumentous step forward. Um, And so on that note, it's a five out of five. Love me love potions, you know? (laughs) Love me love potions. Love me love potions. I'm also going to give it a five. Yeah. I am 100% giving this a five. I, you know, maybe I'm biased. I came into this knowing I was going to give this record a five. <laughs> Me too. No matter what you said, I was like, I'm still going to give it a five it's out of five. It's a five. five. <laughs> Honestly, man, like this is such an amazing piece of work. Mm-hmm. It was, you're right though. It was um, them growing up mm-hmm. and showing what they were capable of. And they were able to take things from all different facets of music. And even now they're, they're proving to be so equivocal in what they're doing and mm-hmm. you know we, something like people and and frail state of mind and the new 1975 intro like i never know what they're going to do next yeah i did not know what this record was going to be and at that time i did not know what i like it when you sleep was going to mean to me mm-hmm. and this this record means everything to me and i if i had to listen to one record for the rest of my life and i, I that was all i could listen to it would be this one. Oh wow it's 100 it is my top favorite of all time like it takes a very very talented group of musicians to be brave enough to be to to go from something like love me yeah to please be naked yeah to nana like they she lays down like they hit everything my goodness and they do it so well and they never you never like you never feel a gap yes it all just works in Mm -hmm. in in the grand vision of what the 1975 are i'm already so ready for them to come back yeah me me too (laughs) i'm so psyched i really i can't wait to see what notes on a conditional form brings in for them honestly oh my goodness yeah i'm so ready and we're gonna both be at that show and we're gonna be well living we're gonna be living (laughs) for it our best lives our best (laughs) lives indeed Mm -hmm. um and i mean like hey on the note of living our best lives tonight was a lovely night lauren this was a this was a best live night thank you so much so fun thank you so much for coming thank you so much for having me 
tea. Oh my gosh. I had the best time. I had the best time drinking love potion with you. I had the best time talking about one of my favorite records with Mm -hmm. you. And I love how you appreciate it as much as I do. So thank you so much for, for coming and doing that with me today. It's Friday night. The night is young. The night is young. And so are we. And so are we girl. (laughs) All right. Thanks Uh, Lauren. Thank you.